0: Important to note that this episode was recorded way before uh, Roman Reigns leukemia diagnosis was revealed. So uh, keep that in mind.
1: It's hard to explain. Down, kid. Shut up. Out and shut up. Shut up. Shut out! Shut out!
2: Hey,
1: in the truck, shut his microphone off.
0: What's up? Welcome back for another edition of Wrestling is Trash Nonsensical Podcast Where we talk about professional wrestling Sometimes And um, we try to incorporate some wacky zany things Uh, I am your host B-Rob Also the host of the Random Realms with Rob podcast And uh, today As I record I have another guest with me To um, bullshit around and talk professional wrestling Guest You have the referee's count of 10 to introduce yourself and uh, introduce everybody to your wrestling fandom. Tell them how you got started uh, watching professional wrestling and enjoying it thus far. So, referee's 10 count has started now. So, this is the one and only
3: anomaly. I've been a wrestling fan since I was five years old. The first match I ever seen was Hulk Hogan versus D.A. is Cowboy Bob Orton in a flag match where Hulk Hogan represents the United States and Bob Orton for some reason represented Mexico. I've been hooked ever since that match. I thought Hulk Hogan was the greatest superhero in the world and he has been my inspiration of life because I always say my prayers, eat my vitamins and train constantly. Woo!
0: That was a little more than 10 but you had me going so I'd let you ride with it. <laughs> I gave I gave you a New Japan 20 count. <laughs>
3: Hey, all like
0: right, red shoes. I'm with it. Hey, dog. No, no lie, I wanted to damn for Halloween. I, I didn't do. I didn't get around to doing it this year. Or even when I went to WrestleMania this um, past year in um freaking uh, New Orleans, I wanted to cosplay as motherfucking red shoes, man.
3: <laughs> man red shoes is the shit, dude. <laughs> it See, seeing what they dude, he gets a front row seat to every fucking greatest match in New Japan. I mean, this dude is in the ring and gets to see the shit. This man got to see Okada and Omega up close, you know? I mean, they don't get any better than Red Shoes.
0: And um, School me, because I know you a little more into New Japan than I am, but um, was uh, Red Shoes ever a professional wrestler?
3: Not that I know of, but his son is training to be one.
0: Yeah, I've seen that.
3: And I heard his son is very, very good. I heard he is Definitely an up
0: and comer, young lion. Yeah, I seen a couple of matches because um they did have him. I think in the uh, New Lions project or the Young Lions project, it's some uh, training yeah. uh, pay per view that they usually do. Is all the young lions and they have a couple yeah. veterans in there, kind of school them up and get them trained. Mm-hmm. What I find funny, yeah. what I find funny about that is I watched one of them. Uh, I, I kind of get bits and pieces of the other ones, but um. It was one of them. I forget who it was going up against. Uh, Takamishi Nuku, and uh, Taka was in there just like slapping the shit out of this little dude. <laughs> no selling his yeah, offense they... and just <laughs> beating his ass. Yeah, they
3: don't. Uh, they don't sell no shorts on the Young Lions. They make them pay their dues. They really do. I, you know, the thing is though, is like I try to watch the Young Lions shows on uh, New Japan World. I can't get into them for some reason. I try. But I
0: really cannot get into. It. And, and uh, I, I feel you because, like, um, I've tri- Like I said, I've only watched one, but um, I get the bits and pieces of them or whatever. Um, I don't know if it's um how they present their young lines. You know how all of them have to wear the black tights and the black boots yeah, and knee pads and everything. That's kind of like they start a kit and whatnot. Yeah, yeah,
3: they kind of got to like uh, they got to move up in the ranks, almost like a video game. I mean. I don't know. I've tried to sit down and watch it because I know eventually a lot of those guys are going to be top talents. I really do. But I sit down and I try to watch it and two matches into it, I'm I'm taking a cat nap. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's I just can't get into it. I mean, but uh, I definitely have heard Red Shoe Son is going to be something to, to watch. Mm. But I mean, like, as for like watching Young Lions, like, I never got to see Jay White as a Young Lion. Yeah, I've never either. seen him wrestling. I did see Dave Finley as a young line. I'd never seen Jay White. And right now, Jay White, to me, is one of the top five performers in the ring.
0: I don't know about top five, but uh, as far as um, his character as returning as the Switchblade and where it has progressed to right now, I really dig it a lot.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's why I put him in the top five. I ain't just talking about his ring performance. The dude has got that it factor. I mean, when he walks out to the ring, you want to pay attention to what he's doing. And his character draws you in because he plays that obnoxious little prick so damn good that you're like, ugh, half of you wants to see him get his ass whooped. The other half of you is enjoying and watching him whoop somebody's ass. I mean, he's got that it factor. I guarantee you when Triple H seen him wrestle for the first time he got an erection. he <laughs> wants that boy in WWE I promise you
0: yeah. and, and you know he looks kind of odd to me he looks I mean he is a young person or whatever but um, yeah. his baby smooth face and everything do you think it would uh doll him up a little bit to grow a little bit of face hair or whatever and make that character mm-hmm. look, pop a little more
3: I think if he grew out facial hair he'd look too much like Neville so nah we don't want to do that
0: I can't,
2: and I kind of see kinda what you're of, saying
3: I did it because I think with the baby face he gives you like that um kind of like that old fifties greaser style. Yeah. You know, kinda like left side story. But I mean he's really been ripping off Knocking More's of ring gear lately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Even um uh your boy uh said something about it on a um while he was doing commentary, uh Rocky Romero, yeah, Rocky Romero said somebody said he was uh, ripping off uh, Nakamura's uh, (laughs) outfits.
0: And uh, to go back to the Young Lions, man, there's two of them because I've been um since you know they've been um bringing up like a like Juice Robinson went back through their system and um did the Young Lion program from what I understand, and um they have a couple other notable ones that made their return and whatnot. So I've been keeping my eye on them. Two of them specifically that uh, caught my eye, I follow them on Instagram, I follow them on Twitter, even though I can't understand their motherfucking language. I can understand some pictures, though. Um, yeah. The big dude with um, the teeth mouth guard, uh, Kidamora. Yeah, Kitamura. And And um, Kawato. Yeah. So I've been following you know, them, too.
3: Um, I don't know uh I heard Kitamura almost suffered a career ending is- injury late. I'm not for sure how long he has to wrestle because he's actually he's not really all that young. Like most of them young lions start out when they're in their like late teens and early twenties. Mm-hmm. Kitamura, I believe, is already thirty. Oh.
1: Okay. He
3: could be a little younger or older, but he's a lot older than other young lions and dude, like New Japan, they are not the WWE. Mm-hmm. they are not NXT when you go in there you get your ass whooped. yeah and he been taking some, he took some savage beatings from the, from the veterans like when he was before he left for excursion mm-hmm.
0: yeah cause um so, I think he did the uh it was a 10 match gauntlet yep yeah cause he went up against um I forget his name but uh Blue Justice um uh freaking yep. Suzuki a whole bunch of uh you know classic veterans there in New Japan yeah, he wrestled um uh, he actually wrestled Yuji Nagata
3: mm-hmm. and Nagata stretched him. I' yeah. felt bad for because Nagata is a legit shooter, and uh he wrestled Hiroshi Kenzan and Tenzon gave him some old school uh strong style. I mean, he really gave it to the guy,
0: yeah, and that was um what was cool about it too, is just like I haven't seen that out of the current crop of uh young lions since I've been watching new japan regularly or whatever for them to put somebody through the paces like that and that goes to show you how much confidence are you know the company seeing something in that individual
3: yeah yeah i mean new japan is, is it's n- you know i try to tell guys all the time i'm like when it comes to wrestling there's there's a major line between WWE and New Japan or even overseas in general. I mean, even with the British, like it, WWE and the United States style is a sports entertainment bullshit that I just don't get into. I mean, I really, I watch it because my kids like it. But after like 93, I really don't dig too much WWE. But like, you know, the British, the Australian, and, you know, that overseas strong style, legit hits and, and hard strikes, I mean, and the, the ground and pounding, and the real catches, catch can, Billy Robinson, Carl gotch style, that's what I'm into.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, um, as far as NXT goes, what are your thoughts on that? I know it still falls under the WWE umbrella, but I mean, it's kind of its own thing within WWE.
3: Like NXT, I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't like NXT. It's it's the closest thing to overseas strong style that we got here in the states, and they really let Triple H really lets those guys have free range on their characters, lets them have free range on their matches. I mean, you know, something a lot of people don't realize is with WWE, they actually have match producers. Mm -hmm. And I hate that because one of the main match producers is Michael Hayes. And the game left Michael Hayes a long time ago, man. (laughs) I mean, and you know, the thing is, is with the WWE, what they'll do, like one match in particular, the WrestleMania match between Nakamura and AJ Styles, Mm -hmm. that match was produced on paper and Nakamura and AJ Styles was told move for move what they needed to do that entire match. Mm -hmm. And Michael Hayes is the one who did that. I and mean, then everybody talks about how crappy that match was and how it was below level to to their New Japan match. Well, that's because AJ Styles and Nakamura created their own match for Wrestle Kingdom. That match at WrestleMania was the work of Michael Hayes, and it's a shit match. I mean, it's below standards. It's, it's if I was to give it a ranking, it, it's a high, it's it's a high seven when those two can put on a 10 match anytime time they want.
0: Now, um, what do you feel about the people from New Japan on looking at AJ Styles and Nakamura in that match at WrestleMania? Because um, f- we know for a fact that uh, we talked about Minoru Suzuki, and he was there in attendance watching this along with um, a couple of other New Japan.
3: Pretty sure I understand what you're saying about Minoru Suzuki and Okada and them being at WrestleMania and actually witnessing the match and their opinion on the match. Yeah. All right. Um, for one, when you talk about Minoru Suzuki, you're talking about a legit throwback and a real legit badass. He's probably the most craziest son of a bitch on the planet and probably one of the most dangerous. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, yeah, he, I guarantee you his opinion of that match was frowned upon. I mean, it was, like I said, you got a booker in New Japan who's actually a genius. Mm -hmm. And that's Ghetto. Ghetto is a genius. When it comes to this booking, I mean, the guy's a genius. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to keep you interested in the storyline. And he trusts his performers enough to go in the ring and do their own thing. and, And keep the crowd pulled in with that dramatics. Mm-hmm. But the WWE, they're scared to give these guys free range anymore. And that's what's fucking the product up in WWE. Because honestly, they have got all the top talent. Yeah, they good. really do. But they're not trusting these guys enough to let them go out there and have their own match. I mean, imagine how frustrating it has to be for AJ Styles and Nakamura for both of them to be under uh, their contracts in the millions. Yeah. And they know what they can do; they know what they're capable of. they know what they know they can steal the show in that damn ring, but they're giving a taper before the match is saying, "Okay, this is what we want you to do here, this is what we want you to do there. Do this move here, this move there, okay, now you do the phenomenal forearm, you line up for the Ken Shastra, he's going to reverse it and give you the styles clash, in its over. Imagine how frustrating that is.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I don't know, man. It's just like I honestly, I mean, here I am debuting this brand new wrestling show, and I could be, and I couldn't be any more further removed in professional wrestling than I am right now. I mean, I've been further away than what I am now, but like over the, since I think the last pay per view WWE had, I haven't watched a Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. I know what's going on. But I haven't sat there and watched one end-to-end end or even beginning to halfway or halfway to end. You know?
3: No, I, I really... The only thing I did watch, uh, I did not watch Raw this week. Uh, I tried to and I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I did watch all of SmackDown for the mm-hmm. thousandth episode. I did watch all of that. Uh, and that was mainly, I mean, Becky Lynch looks so damn hot on that episode. Good gosh. But... uh <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was an okay show uh, storyline wise but wrestling wise nah it sucked I mean the wrestling and it's because like I said there's no organicness to it like I'll tell you what like you know for the 10 listeners that's listening to this podcast and for you my friend mm-hmm. if you go back and you watch Nakamura and Sami Zayn in NXT on Nakamura's debut and you see how amazing that match is Mm -hmm. and then you go back now and you watch a Sami Zayn or Nakamura match and you're like what the fuck happened and what the fuck happened was is when they was in NXT they was allowed free range for that match they didn't even speak before that match they just went out there and did their thing Mm -hmm. that was an organic free-flowing match which is what you want now they got Michael Hayes and that dipshit up to fuck Kevin Dunn telling them move for move what the fuck they need to do. That ruins the whole organicness and the purity of pro wrestling in my eyes.
0: And um, speaking on those notes there that you just made, um, as a part of Wrestling is Trash, we have a couple topics and a couple segments that we like to cover <laughs> here. And um, yeah. one of them being go the fuck home. I mean, you got a lot of fire in your words there, speaking about Kevin Dunn and uh, Michael Hayes and everything, but is there anybody else in particular that you would like to bring to the table uh, to discuss on why they need to go the fuck home?
3: (laughs) Yeah, there actually is, and that is a dipshit named Michael Craven. Mm. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Michael Craven is the new director of talent in New Japan, and this dude is basically He's not a wrestling fan. He doesn't know nothing about the wrestling business. He's more or less trying to run New Japan like a fucking Fortune 500 company. And he talks down to the talent, treats the talent like shit. And basically, the dude needs to go suck a disease disease dip dildo and disappear off the face of the fucking planet. (laughs) Goddamn. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is this fucktard is ruining the elite in New Japan. They don't even want to be there anymore. And these guys are the you know one of the top groups in in the scene right now outside of WWE, and these guys are contemplating, they was contemplating signing up with the WWE. Now there's a big rumor that the Khan family who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars are investing massive amount of money with Jim Ross and Chris Jericho to start a new company to contend and compete with the WWE and new Japan. Hmm. So, um, it's rumored that because of Chris Jericho's dealings and Jim Ross being close friends with these guys, that they're going to this new, uh, federation or company. that's going to be ran by the Khan brothers instead of signing with the WWE or, or staying in new Japan.
0: Yeah. Wow okay yeah and um i vaguely heard about this thing and uh jericho (laughs) because you know he's a wise ass whatever i guess he um he's in the know with his uh when it's anything pertaining to him as much anyway he put out a tweet uh last night sometime saying i'm starting my own wrestling company awesome yeah I'm also starting yeah. my own movie studio with Lady Gaga and my own car wash with Bono and my own uh <laughs> bake shop <Yeah>. as well
3: <laughs> yeah and you know the thing is is you gotta realize with Jericho is in his old age he has became the greatest troll on the planet using the internet and it's just like he he didn't tell nobody he wants he's trying to bring back the art of kayfabe and I love it mm-hmm. I mean, this dude, he, he kept everybody in the dark about the Kenny Omega match of Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, and no one believed that was going to happen. And then no one thought he would wrestle again. And then he wins the Intercontinental title in New Japan from Naito. Yeah. Then he, he isn't going to be on all in, but he dresses up like Pentagon Jr. You know, this He... If Jericho says it's a lie then there's
0: a there's a 60 40 it's the true yeah and see and that's what professional wrestling needs as a whole and you know i yeah. enjoy everything that he's done thus far and um when they even had the rumors about him possibly showing up at bound for glory um i didn't believe it but i didn't i didn't not believe it if that makes any sense <laughs>
3: And I mean, it, that's a possibility. I would not be, st- you know, it's a possibility that he will be in impact soon, even if it's a special guest appearance. Because honestly, I think he's keeping a working relationship with Vince and, and Paul Levesque or Triple H, which whatever you want to call him. But I think on the low, he's pissed off at him mm-hmm. because they would not let him book NXT wrestlers for his crews.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know.
3: And then not only that. I mean, you got to understand something else is like Jericho is like he's real close to the Hart family. And the Hart family has basically gotten fucked over by the WWE for years. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I honestly believe that there's a lot of secret feelings more or less with Jericho where he's still pissed off about certain things. And he's wanting to like, okay, well, I'm going to show up on your program right here for WWE. But then next week, I'm going to be over here in New Japan. And then, okay, after that, guess what? I'm going to be on Impact. Yeah. Let me show up on Impact real quick and just make some noise. I mean, and the guy's done booked R.O.H. wrestlers and New Japan wrestlers for his crews. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's a jack of all trades right now. He's moving around all over the place, and he's keeping wrestling interesting again.
0: Yeah, and and what I'm saying, this is my own Fan theory and whatnot. This is fantasy time with Rob. Um, do you think, like, all right, we know how Vince feels? Well, we don't know shit about Vince, but you know, we have public opinion about uh, how Vince thinks and how he views other companies in certain aspects. Do you think, um, whatever Jericho does and still has the good relationship with WWE is kind of like a backdoor thing with Triple H? So, like,
1: because
0: we all know Triple H is all about working with other companies and branching out and doing other things, but not so much Vince from what we understand. So do you think, you know, up front, you know, in his face, uh, Jericho is like, all right, Vince, you know, cool, you know, I respect you, blah, blah, blah. But behind his back, him and uh, Triple H is like, hey, man, I'm gonna go do this thing, do this thing. You know, I'm gonna pump up wrestling for all of us, man. And You can bring me back in and we can do this thing over here and, you know... (laughs) You know what? That, that could be possible because one thing
3: I will say about Triple H is he loves the business. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think the WWE is going to be better when Vince steps down.
0: Nah, 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 you you now, you, when, when you say it, step down, do you mean die?
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm not going I won't wish death upon no man, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I think the company would be in better hands if he just retired and stayed the fuck away. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to be really honest, because you're looking at the situation to where Triple H, I mean, let's look what he's done. For one, I mean, this guy brought Jushin Thunder Liger in the NXT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Uh, he tries to, he's really into indie wrestling. He's really into New Japan wrestling. He knows what's going on in the business. He knows who the top guys are. He's not slow on the go. Mm-hmm. and. I honestly, he's got a lot of working relationships in the Indies as well. I think that after Vince retires or drops dead or Kevin Dunn gets ran over by a cement truck twice, <laughs> I think Triple H will have like I wouldn't be surprised to see a WWE New Japan Super Show one day.
0: Yeah, and I would. I'm <laughs> hoping I'm alive to see that as well.
3: <laughs> you and me both, because that would be awesome.
0: Now, um, kind of backtrack on uh, where we started off with um, Michael Craven and everything and going the fuck home. Do you have anything to add to that before we cap that section off?
3: Um, Basically, um, can someone please cut this dipshit's head off? I mean, you know, something. Oh. Rent, run a samurai sword through his punk ass, oh. something. I mean, because, dude, the guy is going, this company has built itself up so much since Wrestle Kingdom now. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've been into New Japan wrestling since the 90s. I got into it when they actually had the World Cup of Wrestling in WCW. And, like, I've seen these guys. I mean, I'd already, I already I knew who Antonio Inoki was, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how brilliant he was. I knew who Giant Baba was, but I didn't know how great he was and, and what he did to all Japan and how he built it up to be the top company in Japan. I didn't know all that until the world cup of wrestling for wcw and i've seen these guys like otani and and kenzan and then you know i was like these guys can go i've never seen nothing like this you know in jushin thunder liger and Kazuki sasaki and i'm like dude i gotta i gotta watch some of this shit and um you know, I really got into it. And I love the direction the company has went to. They built it up. They got the top name stars, you know, like Kenny Omega. Everybody knows who Omega is, and he's never been to WWE. Yeah. You got ok- you got Okada. You got, you know, all these great guys there. And this dude is going to fucking ruin it because he wants to be on a power trip because he's a little dick prick. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for that, sir. A lot of hostility. I'm glad you was able to get that off your chest. I hope after this um, recording and everything, you got that out, all that negative energy out and you can enjoy the rest of your day. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you know,
3: as well as I do, when you get me started on wrestling, it's another level.
0: All right. Yeah. And I understand. That's why you're here. I appreciate your time. All right. So let's roll into the next thing. We usually get—I don't say usually because we only. This is only the fifth episode, so uh, we get questions uh, submitted by you, the fans, and um, we have a couple here today, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and kind of breeze through those real quick. First question comes from Nate the Great. You hear you heard that name a lot if you ever listened to me on the Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company. But his question is: Which current promotion? Are we most invested in and why?
3: Well, uh, if you listen to this uh all this time and don't know what current promotion I'm into and why, uh <laughs> it's definitely new Japan. Yeah. Um and you know the reason is is because prior to this this dickhead craving coming in and uh the new ownership and everything, I mean I think the product is top notch. The wrestling is top notch. The guys have got an organic feel to them, they're going out there they're putting on great matches great shows I mean you can watch a six hour wrestling show yeah. and not be bored that's saying
0: something mm-hmm. and um, what took some getting used to for me um, coming into New Japan later on in life is um, just how they format things there's a lot of tag matches but those tag matches um, are kind of build to um, singles matches because they don't have yeah. like a regular TV program
3: And I mean, not only that, I mean, another thing those tag matches do, it gives the top talent time to rest. Mm -hmm. Like the WWE, those guys are wrestling 350 days a year, and they don't get time to really rest. Mm -hmm. And that's why you got guys like Kevin Owens that's got a double knee surgery right now. You know?
0: And he's a husky man. He's a husky man, so he has double knees anyway.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, plus, that guy's been wrestling for a long, long time. So, I mean, that's that's something people may now just be, you know, knowing Kevin Owens from, you know, NXT and WWE the past few years. This guy was busting his ass on the indie scene for years and years and years.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, the rule rule of thumb is usually um, whenever you see somebody for the first time on WWE TV, add 10 years or even 15 years to that
3: definitely and Kevin Owens is one of them and um if if any of the people listening here aren't familiar with his work look up Kevin Steen indie matches on YouTube and I'm telling you now what he's doing in WWE is only a fraction of what this guy can do I've seen I've seen Kevin Owens do 450 splashes okay the guy is phenomenal like he's something special yeah he is so can, yeah, he really is.
0: So I can remember being first introduced to him. You know, going down the rabbit hole of YouTube many, many years ago. Like, like when yeah. he was Kevin Steen. The first clips I've seen of this dude was um a video called "The Top Thirty Five Moves of Kevin Steen," and <laughs> and I seen him do some crazy ass shit that uh, I can understand why he doesn't do in WWE because, frankly, they don't allow that shit. But uh, true. <laughs> but man, he he was murdering motherfuckers, <laughs> dog.
3: Yeah, yeah. He's he was. Um, he's what you would call the. Uh, if there's a North American strong style, he was it. I mean, he was he was kicking ass and taking names, and uh, I honestly think the WWE got it pulled off YouTube somehow. But there is a, if there was a match on YouTube between Kevin Steen and Nakamura that is just classic. And if you can find that match. He tells Nakamura at the beginning of the match, because Nakamura, you know how Nakamura does the shaking, the ropes, and all yeah. that. Well, he's been doing that for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. But he was doing that, and Kevin being Kevin Owens or whatever, he says, Whoa, 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 dude, just calm down. <laughs> breathe i was what no, you did not and they tore the roof off the building yeah. they really did
0: there's an infamous GIF of um them two having a match at roh where um kevin steen was coming in for the cannonball off the apron to the floor and nakamura just kind of mm-hmm. turned and walked away all smooth like shit.
3: <laughs> same match it's the exact same match oh okay yep. it's Yep, that's the same match where he says, "Calm down, <laughs> breathe." <laughs> I would, dude, yeah. That that match is great.
0: I'll find it someday.
3: Yeah, right. it was it was easy to find for years, but once he uh, really hit WWE and and Pin Cena, it, it all a lot of his stuff was pulled off YouTube.
0: I know, because I mean, that was like. I, He's still big to me, but and physically, but uh, (laughs) I I believe he should be in the top spot right now or damn near close.
3: Uh, Definitely. He was the best kill they had. And I mean, they really wasn't using him right. And I don't think the WWE is using a lot of people right because all honesty, the minute I found out Brock Lesnar signed back with the WWE, why ain't they booking him and Lashley in a damn match?
0: Yeah. I mean, they built to it or whatever, but then, you know, it it didn't go anywhere.
3: Yeah. Let's let's shove Roman Reigns down people's throats. I mean, (laughs) that's another guy they're using wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Before we get on to that, let's roll into our next question. The next question comes from the Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks podcast. And wow, good name. I know. Right. You can follow them on Twitter at WFOD show. Their question is, do you think Al Snow ever tried fucking the mannequin head?
3: <laughs> All right. First off, let me let me say when you ask me that question, I'm literally standing in front of my Al Snow action figure.
2: <laughs> what does it mean?
3: And head is with it. I mean it's um for you, for you guys that don't know, I collect action figures, WWE action figures, and this Al Snow is over twenty years old, it's a Jack specific, and it's never been open.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and uh, staring at head right now, and staring at Al Snow. I'm gonna have to say yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because I mean, he he put his all into his characters or whatever. From what I've seen of him and everything, I yeah. mean, he he is a method actor, and um, I believe yes. he, he might have went there to complete the character. So he might have went, you know, socket bowling or something with his head. I don't know.
3: All right, can I? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm tell an Al Snow story real quick. Ooh, that's okay,
0: story time. I like this. One. Go ahead.
3: All right, um, back when I was 18 years old, um, there was a federation here. It's still here, but back then it was something new and refreshing. It's IWA Mid South, and it's ran by uh, Ian Rotten, who was a member of Bad Breed, who was ECW Tag Team Champions. Him and his brother Axel, rest in peace. One feud of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh he brung in Al Snow in the nineties when Al Snow was honestly, and most people realize this, he was the premier biggest name on the indie scene at the time. Mm-hmm. And he brought in and he did the head character. And I'm talking about this was in the nineties. I was 18. Uh, when he came to the arena, he had the mannequin head in his hand. Everyone in the, in this, this bingo parlor had a mannequin head in their hand and he says my name is Al Mother Fucking Snow not Leaf Cassidy and fuck Vince McMahon and fuck Marty Jannetty too yeah, and he lifts up head in the whole damn arena lifts up head and he starts head banging back and forth with the fucking head I'm talking about he had that crowd in the palm of his damn hands and he had one of the most if you aren't familiar with IWA Mid-South, they had a... Hard, I can't remember who he wrestled, but he had a hardcore, kick-ass, flawless fucking match. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 how I always think of Al Snow. When people talk about Al Snow, I remember that match. Yeah. When people talk about Al Snow, I remember him and RVD tearing the roof off the building at ECW.
0: Now, um... I haven't seen a lot of old footage outside of uh, WWE w- with Al Snow but like I seen clips after hearing him do an interview on I forget whose show he was on but um, he was just talking about some of the stuff that he was able to do back then you know he said he was able to just jump up onto the top rope and do a moonsault off the top rope and everything and stuff yep. and I seen clips of this to back up his claims and everything and I was just like That goes back to what you was talking about earlier, how talent having more, you know, in their goodie bag than let on than you know, on WWE television and everything. But yeah, I mean, yeah. But also with that, um, he also brought up the fact that like, depending on the character and who he was or whatever, he didn't have to do all that that way. True. You know, so I mean cause I've heard rumor or whatever the case may be that Braun Strowman is very athletic and he can do a motherfucking 450.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I have to. And, um, I don't doubt that one bit because, uh, if you ever seen his, his strongman competitions, dude is a juggernaut. And when you have muscle control like that, you can bend your body and move your body in certain ways and aspects that other human beings cannot. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'll be the first to tell you, Al Snow can go like, Back in his day, there was I mean, seriously, and that match where he wrestles RVD is actually on WWE Network under the ECW um brand. That match is amazing.
0: Noted. I put it in my notes. I'm gonna have to go back and check that out. Yes, sir. All right. Next question comes from Mile High Villain. You can follow him on Twitter at Mile High Villain. And his question is is a frog's ass watertight? Um, I would believe. Yeah, so. I would say. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, or if it isn't, you know how they, you know, they bloat up and they neck get all big with stuff like that. I believe that is the water that they're sucking into their sack, and they, uh, when they open their mouth, they just let it out in vapor form. So this, I don't know. I'm just making shit up. That's not how frogs work so,
3: properly. Well. <laughs> Well, I happen to have talked to the Budweiser Frogs. They retired here to Louisville, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. and they told me that a frog's ass is watertight. So I'm going to believe
0: them. Yeah, you got to go with the Budweiser Frogs. I mean, they have a factory here. You know, I mean, they got a little lily pad and the log out back behind the factory here in Houston. So, I mean, I might have to go by and consult some of the uh, cousins and kinfolk or whatever and talk to them about the frog's ass being watertight.
3: All right, now here's a question for you because you're down in Texas have you
0: gotten to check out Booker T's reality of wrestling yet? No man and I'm so pissed <laughs> off about it and I tell you <laughs> why, and I tell you why First of all I'm in North Houston so if mm-hmm. you ever been to Houston Texas Houston Texas is a motherfucking planet for me yeah. to go from North Houston where I live down to Texas City where um his uh, school is and his um shit Z is probably like over an hour drive, and it's all within Houston. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can understand that. But, but um, yeah. To, to be honest, I I, I, mean, I even talked about this before. They are they have had events that I have wanted to go to so bad, but something is preventing me from going. Like no shit, like family shit. Like one of them, um, I had Kiara Hogan on the show as a guest, and she was coming down here to wrestle Eva which is another. Uh, female professional wrestler that I I like a lot. And it was going to have a fucking cage match down there. But my grandmother died, so I couldn't go.
3: (laughs) Damn. I would love to have seen that. You know, um, there's a show coming up here in Louisville uh, on the 23rd. I'm planning on going to that um, Brian Tillman Jr. is going to be wrestling and uh, Teddy Hart is going to be wrestling at, And I'm trying my hardest to go to that.
0: I've heard about Teddy Hart for years, oh, but boy. I never seen the dude wrestle. Man, tell me about Teddy Hart. What oh. you know about him?
3: What don't I know about him? The guy should be world. Cha- the guy should have been the world champion. All the only reason that he was not world champion is A, He's a heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, Vince. Vince likes to hold the heart stamp, and two. I mean, Teddy smokes a lot. Smoked a lot of weed. He actually stopped smoking weed here recently, from what I understand. Neither of that or he's keeping it on the D L like Matt Riddle is. But <laughs> uh, um a lot of the stuff that you see the indie guys do nowadays, uh Teddy Hart invented that shit. Yeah, him I and, mean this
0: I feel he's like something him, else. I feel like him and Jack Evans has been mentioned a lot in that vein.
3: Yeah. Jack Evans is dude, Jack Evans should dude, Jack Evans should be at least two oh five he should be in two oh five live. Mm-hmm. The guy's a massive moneymaker and there's you know what I mean, but Teddy Hart, um, one of Teddy Hart's favorite, one of my favorite moves Teddy Hart invented that I love is he will pick somebody up for a powerbomb, right? Mm-hmm. Hold them up in there almost like a last ride. Yeah. And when he drops them, he powers them down, but he, they land into a backstabber. What?
0: Yes. Well, hold on. Hold on. Oh, okay. I got you. I see what you're saying now. All right. Yeah. Oh, man.
3: <laughs> yeah. Teddy Hart's something special, man. The dude is, I mean, you got, I put it like this. Put the power of the British Bulldog, the wrestling, pure Matt wrestling ability of Bret Hart and the aerial ability of Owen Hart, mix them all together and then give them a, a, a snotty ass attitude. And that's Teddy Hart
0: man um another name that comes to my mind when you talk about people that um that that style of wrestling is uh amazing red i don't think he get a lot of credit for what he's done too
3: uh you know he is he's really good and he really he he carried the x division there for a while um he still wrestles
0: yeah i know he that's what i'm saying
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean a lot of people don't realize he still wrestles i mean he's um uh, He's still an indie draw. I mean, but I think part of that is that he never had and still doesn't have that natural cut up wrestling build,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and I think that's what held him back somewhat is is his body type. Man, but unfortunately.
0: You, yeah, but you but you know what else though? What, what? I'm cashing in. Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> Sixty seconds on hockey.
2: Yep.
3: All right. Bobby Rogers is one of my best friends in the world. He's a crazy, psychopathic, perverted, horror movie-making motherfucker. Uh, he loves vagina. He loves toes. He loves mixing toes with vagina. He loves getting toe juice and vagina juice mixed together and sucking it up. He's a motherfucking G. He will chase a crowd full of people with a fucking hatchet speaking Russian. I've seen him do this numerous times. It's really scary. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever seen be in person, you would understand what I mean. He can get this sick, twisted look on his face. He sticks out his tongue. He pulls out a fucking hatchet and goes, <pantry breakingasta> Speaking like he's uh, in uh, UFC. And I've seen him chase 20 people with a hatchet before and watch them motherfuckers run. <laughs> uh, what else can you say about Hoppy?
0: <laughs> that I, <laughs> that is a a description of Hoppy Rogers. I, I've I've got all of that what you said within voicemails that I've received from him. You know, coming to the show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, he'd probably kill me for for telling this story, but for real. I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations has passed up on it, Mm -hmm. but, um, he got into an altercation. This was a long time ago. I think it was like almost 16 years ago in Indianapolis where he got into with a bunch of gangbangers in the projects out there Mm -hmm. and he was on his bike and he had his hatchet in his backpack. And that crazy loony son of a bitch took that hatchet out, got on his 10 speed bike and chased them little motherfuckers with that hatchet and there was about 20 of them and they took off running and hid from him
0: I don't know man you, I mean you, anybody pull out a hatchet I don't care it could be a 6 year old I'm probably gonna be like ah what the hell <laughs> hey,
3: he, he was hatchet man before ICP made it famous I'm trying
0: I'm trying to tell you Sp- speaking of ICP did you see that motherfucker <laughs> Shaggy 2 Dope try to drop kick Fred Durst <laughs>
3: Oh my gosh, dude. That was so embarrassing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I felt so like, bad for him. I was like, dog, you, you wrestle and you have a wrestling promotion. How <laughs> how did you fuck that up?
3: <laughs> I swear and you know what's fucked up, dude, is is they're actually really good wrestlers.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That's something that people do not realize. Shaggy and Jay can actually wrestle. They're not bad wrestlers at all. Matter of fact, they're better wrestlers than they are rappers.
0: Yeah, I I can kind of agree with that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, you know, they're, they're, um, they're, they're Juggalo Wrestling Federation. I mean, it, you know, there's, they gave a lot of guys paychecks and let them build their names up back in the day that probably wouldn't have if it wasn't for them. I mean, like Vampiro, Vampiro held that, um, that Jugga- Juggalo Championship uh, for a very long time.
0: And uh, and that, you mean, that kind of makes sense, though, because, I mean, given the character that Vampiro was and the Juggalos and all that stuff, I mean, he kind of fit in over there.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, the thing is, is, I mean, when I watch Lucha Underground and I see Vampiro, you know, dude, I was the biggest fucking Vampiro mark back in the 90s. I thought that dude could walk on water. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean I love seeing him on, on Lucha Underground I'm upset that he never got to be in WWE and work his character and his magic but dude I mean for the younger fans out there man Vampiro was that fucking dude just remember that
0: <laughs> alright now we're gonna roll into the next section and I th- I think this is where I cue the central music in the background and we're gonna talk about Waterfall Mania sir Woo-hoo! sir who who is your candidate who are you bringing to the table
3: we can't bring nobody else but Liv morgan
0: (laughs)
1: swing
0: see man you everybody that's been on here so far she has come up in the conversation
3: yeah and she is gorgeous and not only that she's a she's a great in the ring. I mean, I don't know, baby. It's just something about her when she comes out to the ring with that blue tongue and that little sexy tight outfit on. It makes you pay attention. (laughs) I mean, you may not be paying attention to the match, but you're paying attention to something.
0: Now, uh, you're bringing up Liv Morgan in this topic and whatnot. I mean, how heartbroken were you when she got um, the two-piece to the face? Not too heartbroken.
3: (laughs) I mean, it's it's wrestling, dude. I mean, I mean, get it how you live. I mean, well, uh, let know, let's there was a lot of rumors that it was on purpose.
0: Well, no, nah, I I don't think so. But let's let's go ahead into that for a little bit too, because like me replaying it in my mind, you know, seeing it, I watched it live that night, and I can remember watching it. And was like I didn't even know what the hell was going on you know she, mm-hmm. she was doing the yes kicks or whatever the fuck and then she was on the ground and then I didn't notice something was really wrong until Bree was like pulling herself pretty much to the opponent's corner <laughs>
3: yeah uh,
0: you know accidents
3: happen it's wrestling uh uh-uh. You know, if she, if she was in... If she would have been overseas in a, in a wrestler In a Yoshi match, if the match would have went on. Yeah. Shake, shake it the fuck off and keep going. You're in sports entertainment, though. So, I mean... You know, you can... Um, Alondra Blaze, she she wrestled overseas a lot. Mm-hmm. And she'll be the first to tell you in her first match over in Japan, she got her ass knocked the fuck out.
0: Yeah, and I've seen some of they those... don't... I've seen some of those shoot videos, man. It's just like... I seen this, uh, I, I don't even remember their names, I just remember watching the video and this bigger lady and this you know smaller girl that was just going at it and it was like throwing le- legit closed fist punches yeah. to the face.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I cannot think of their names off the top of my head, but that was a that was a big deal over there when that happened, cause it, it wasn't that wasn't strong style. You know, that wasn't you know having a match with with um, with hard strikes. That was you know That's just still fight. you know <laughs> shoulder dramatics in the storytelling. That was a legit fist fight.
0: Yeah, I mean it was brutal, man. I was just like, was yeah, weird? yeah.
1: Now, uh, I mean, you know, the thing is, is I uh,
3: I do not think Brie Bella did that on purpose. A lot of people said, oh, she did it on purpose because because Liv wanted to get with Daniel Bryan. I don't believe that.
0: Nah, it's just a bunch of um, little shit.
3: Yeah, I don't believe that. I think it was accidental. Brie Bella doesn't throw the strongest kicks in the world, really. Anyways, yeah. So she just got caught. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, from what what I what I seen and what I think happened is just like. Um the the kick speed up you know, you get the mm-hmm. fr- you get a first solid one you get a second solid one then a third solid one then they progressively the kick strikes start to speed up I thought there was a little mix up with that and plainly I think Bree at some point wasn't even paying attention you know because like yeah. there was a, uh, clearly a point during the kicks or whatever I believe before the first one that struck in the face to where she wasn't even looking at what she was doing she was looking at the crowd and kind of feeling you know the, the chance yeah. and everything like that so um, miscommunication, um, not paying attention. I mean, it was an accident, pretty much.
3: yeah well, you
0: know what I got to say about that. I think I, I
3: think I do. <laughs> Surprise, I'm cashing
0: in for this. <laughs> Let me get my clock. All right, here I go. Kazutska Okada, this yeah. Blind haired strawberry-haired motherfucker. Lanky bastard ass motherfucker. I, I I can tell you what I can remember first time seeing this dude and not even knowing who the hell he was because nobody frankly knew who the hell he was because he wore a goddamn mask and TNA and goddamn he was chained up in the backstage area while the Pope was uh cracking jokes and punching him in the ribs, holding him hostage. And I was like, oh. Oh. So I was like, this dude is garbage. Then. <laughs> I, fi- I figure out what the fuck New Japan is and then lo and behold he's like the biggest thing since some motherfucking sliced bread wearing gold chains and shit getting paper money tossed down from the ceiling and whatnot. and the biggest move in this arsenal is a motherfucking drop kick you mean to tell me that Marty Jannetty got a nice ass drop kick but he ain't the top prize in this motherfucker time's up <laughs>
3: All
0: right. All right. I I
3: can I can understand your point of
0: view there. I can I can feel it, I can feel it, but Damn dog See let's wind that in because for promo sake, you know, that's what I said. But I I I'll even break down and let you know how I actually feel before we jump back on to Liv Morgan, which I know you would love to do. Um oh, yeah. <laughs> Okada Yeah was not feeling them. And, and and it's not the thing about his uh, wrestling style, his performance. I mean, he does put on good matches. I can honestly say that. But yeah, th- this is where we as people, you know, get into a lot of arguments. It's okay not to like something. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying he's garbage. I'm not saying that he's not the best in the world. He, this dude has made history as of recent. Long as a uh, reigning IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Um, most reigns, most successful title defenses, title defenses, yep, yeah, and all that stuff. So who's, who who am I to say that this dude is not one of the greatest performers ever to grace a professional wrestling ring? I just don't like yeah. the dude, you know. <laughs>
3: I can understand that, and you know this this is a funny thing that I've noticed because um, you know that I'm really into the internet wrestling community. That I'm I'm pretty. I would say I got a I got a um, a line of respect from all the wrestling fans all over the world on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my good friends uh, in the wrestling community is a, is a guy named Josh Baroni. And this dude lives, sleeps, and eats and breathes wrestling. He's got one opinion on wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. I got another good friend who's from uh, overseas named Jor, Jor Besker. Jor is also a very well-respected. I respect both of them as wrestling fans and of their wrestling knowledge. Okay, mm-hmm. these two differ on every fucking thing. I'm talking about. I cannot. I cannot post an article that Jor posted in Josh's group, and I couldn't post something that Josh posted in Jor's group because Josh thinks Charlotte Flair walks on water. Mm-hmm. I mean, he thinks she's one of the best in-ring performers in the world. Mm-hmm. Jor can't fucking stand her. I mean, but they're wrestling fans. And, you know, you don't have to agree with what the next man, you know, agrees with. Just watch what you want to watch and, and enjoy who you want to enjoy. Like, George loves Roman Reigns. He thinks Roman Reigns is one of the top wrestling talents in the United States. Mm. Uh Fuck Roman Reigns. Okay. <laughs> 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 and, you know. Josh does not. Josh cannot stand Roman Reigns, and I can't. Really, I don't really like Roman Reigns wrestling style, but I respect Joe's opinion as a wrestling fan because the dude is knowledgeable, and he's just like me. He lives, sleeps, eats, and breathes fucking wrestling. So just because you ain't feeling Okada. But Dave Meltzer is feeling Okada. don't mean that you two are any less of wrestling fans because I respect you both as wrestling fans. We're all fucking marks. So let's just be real.
0: <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, and this is this is some true shit right now. I'm, I'm going to go in deep with y'all. All right? And this, this is this is this. Is, this might sound a little fucked up to a lot of people when I say this, but this is real shit when Ric Flair had his retirement match with Shawn Michaels at
0: Wrestlemania
3: mm-hmm. I cried like a fucking little baby
0: alright now see I'm not gonna hold that against you cause I mean I've, I've aired it out that you know when uh, Roman beat the Undertaker most recently I was yeah. in here blubbering like a little baby and shit in front of my wife yeah. and I was pissed about it cause now the motherfucker wrestling again I, I wasted all my tears <laughs> with that bullshit <laughs>
3: Man, but see, and this is the fucked up part though. A couple weeks ago, my uncle calls and tells me my dad's dying. Mm. I didn't shed one damn tear. But let him show, let him show, um, let him show a feature of Eddie Guerrero on TV, and I'm wanting to cry like a little fucking girl.
0: <laughs> I'm just like, man, he, they wasted it. You know, it's like Ric Flair, one of the, one of the top. Uh, wrestling so that I can remember in my lifetime, and he here yeah. he is a couple of weeks later, not even a month later, over on the motherfucking Impact Zone.
3: <laughs> yeah, and the matches were so shitty. I mean, like, uh, damn, Rick, let me remember you for that classic you just had with Shawn Michaels. I mean,
1: you
0: know. And then, uh, and I, then, then it goes back yeah. to what I said on episode two. I'm not faulting these people for trying to put food on their table, you know, support their family or whatever the case may be. It's just me as a, from a fan standpoint. You you just need to cut that shit out.
3: <laughs> yeah, I can tell it. I mean, but uh like uh the com- uh the conversation we had um on Facebook not too long ago, or was it t- it was Facebook or Twitter where I was like can you really blame Shawn Michaels for the amount of money they're fucking giving him to come back for a few matches?
0: No, no, I couldn't be mad at that.
3: <laughs> no, I, I'm not mad at that neither. I mean, he's getting, I think it's um—eleven uh, $11 million for these few matches he's going to have. I mean, but I will step in the fucking ring with Mike Tyson bare knuckles for a million. <laughs> I'll let Mike Tyson with my ass for a million. Yeah. I'm
1: anxious. <laughs> i mean,
0: see, come on. That, yeah, that's been the thing for me because, I mean, you know, the stipulations of a boxing match is just like, you don't get up for the count of 10. This motherfucker is going to whiff at me, not make contact. The wind is just going to graze my face, and I'm going to just go down like a fucking brick. Just boom I'm going to lay there for Man, two
3: seconds. Man, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm going down like Kevin Nash when Hulk Hogan gave him the finger poke of doom. I don't know what the fuck
0: you mean. Sp- spe- speaking of finger pokes of doom, let's get back to Liv Morgan. <laughs> Um, i've seen a little bit of her in nxt and like um as far is it just me or like as far as style goes and ring gear goes i mean it's not so much that you can do with um a lot of the women or whatever and you run into a lot of them having the same variants of the same outfits and whatnot and um, when I seen Liv Morgan for the first time, I automatically thought about Carmella because that was the s- style of clothes that Carmella was wearing at the time.
3: Yeah, no, right, I can see that. Um, how about Carmella, though? Let's give her an honorable mention. I think she is the most improved wrestler of 2018. I just want to put that out there.
0: And that'll happen um, in the span of a couple months.
3: <laughs> yeah, I got to put that out there, dude. That If you look back at Enzo, Cass, and Carmella in NXT, who the fuck would have thought Carmella be the biggest star?
0: Are still around.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Cass and Enzo are they're doing what... Well, Cass was on that... Uh, he wrestled in the Indies a couple a couple weeks ago, I believe. But, I mean, man, this dude's torn more quads than Kevin Nash already. I mean, <laughs> dude's done. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I mean, when you look at... um. You're right. Like, the WWE, they got a certain format of what they want them girls to look like and dress like, mm-hmm. and they just got to go with it, but I mean, I got to give props to Liv and the Riot Squad because I think they're kind of like the female version of the New Day. They got labeled with a shit gimmick and they made it their own and took the fucking world over with
0: it. Oh, uh, What's the other girl name? She used to be Crazy Mary Dobson, the wolf girl, whatever the fuck.
3: Yeah. What what's um, her,
0: what's her name? Goddamn. I
3: still know her as Crazy Mary Dawson, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forget her.
0: That she have you ever seen the Netflix series Glow?
3: Um, no, I have not got to watch it, and I really should because I'm I'm actually old enough to where I actually used to watch Glow every Saturday morning. So I didn't, go figure!
0: I didn't know Ivory was one of the originals.
3: Yes, she was.
0: I yes, did. she was. Didn't know that? Because wa- after I watched season one of GLOW, they had a documentary on Netflix about the whole thing. So I watched it, and she was on there. <laughs> yep,
3: she was. In uh, all honesty, I think she was the only one from GLOW that actually made it to the WWE. I believe so. I too. could be mistaken, but I I believe she was.
0: Yeah, I believe so, too. And, um, now, man, man, we keep sidetracking. There's so many waterfalls out there. Let, let's get back to Liv Morgan. Um... What, what what do you think about her in ring style so far of what you've seen i know she's just starting out in the game i don't think she's had uh, any indie presence that i know of but from what you've seen so far what do you think of her in ring presence and style
3: i dig it. and um i'm gonna tell you what i who she reminds me of she kind of reminds me of of lita in a way i mean she she the way she moves around the ring i'm not talking about the moveset i'm talking about the way she moves in the ring she reminds me of a young Lita, and kind of like an a indie version of Mickey James. And I don't know if you ever got to see Mickey when she was on the indie scene or in OVW, but she carries herself the same way Mickey did in the indies. I, I'm, I'm digging Liv. The only thing that I'm I'm weary about is she's actually I don't know if they're ever going to give her the world title. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean she. Her personality is, I don't think, what they're looking for in a world champion, now, and that's unfortunate.
0: Now, with that being said or whatever, um, kind of speaking on her and just the women in general, with a uh, characters such as Liv Morgan or whatever, um, they seem to kind of thrive in this group atmosphere or whatever. Um, rumors about WWE implementing a women's tag title do you think that would help her out tremendously or just kind of hamper her down and keep her in some stagnant place to where she can't grow and develop that character?
3: Um, I think it could help them in the long run. The problem I would have is if they make a tag division for SmackDown women's and raw women's, if they're going to do it, I think they need to combine all the women. Mm hmm into the tag division yeah and yeah. i think it could work
0: yeah um because i mean you could plus up the roster and have two sets of belts but at the same time i mean it's women, too many yes yeah, too many women and they they get enough time as it is but that's like with you add more to that and you're asking for trouble it'll be back to like five minute matches and two minute matches and all that shit again
3: Yeah, and I mean, all honesty, I think the North American title was a mistake in NXT. Even though I love Ricochet and I love Adam Cole, I think it was a mistake.
2: Why is that?
3: Because it's... All right, let's just be honest here. Adam Cole and Ricochet should be up there vying for the NXT world title. Mm -hmm. Okay? But they got them in this lower level, like they're below... Alistair Black and, 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 and and, and Johnny Gargano, like, like they're below them or something. And the fact of the matter is, is all these guys are equal. And don't get me wrong, I love every one of them guys. Them guys are awesome in ring guys. They can work the mic. They're all really, really good. But the fact of the matter is, is you make this fucking North American title and it's holding Adam Cole and Ricochet to this mid level. Fucking montage that they're gonna have to break away from whenever they bring them up to the main show because they're gonna be like, dude, y'all were mid level in NXT, you wasn't even in the main, you know, in the main thing. Right. I mean, dude, it just, it's just—it's a mistake to me. If you're gonna build these guys up in NXT to get the crowd used to them and then bring them up to WWE, make there be one universal goal. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's a mistake to me. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but. Come the fuck on, dude. Ricochet should already be on the main roster. Ricochet should be going out there and showing his ass at WrestleMania. Ricochet should be in the ring with AJ fucking Styles right now. Yeah. But, but y'all got him, you know, fucking feuding with Adam Cole in NXT for for fucking what?
0: Now, <laughs> I'm going to go to the other end of the spectrum with you. Um, as far as um, the North American Championship and the NXT Heavyweight championship. I kind of yep. see them in the line of the same footing. You know, it's just like I, I look at them both as two top titles. It's like the NXT champion and an NXT champion light. <laughs> um, I mean, because I, mean, I mean, just look at the NXT roster. There's really no mid card people there other than whatever they slap together in the tag division. That's where you see a lot of the lower-level tier people is in the um, tag team stuff. Um,
3: yeah, and it, it and it shouldn't be. I mean, and I agree with you. Um, but think of it like this. Are they trying to say the North American title is preparing you to win the Intercontinental title when you hit the main roster?
0: I kind of see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I
3: mean, are they basically saying, Adam Cole, you're too skinny to ever be a world champion? ricochet you're great but you're too short to be world champion i mean is that what they're getting at?
0: um also i think of the north american title is kind of like um something they got in place because you know nxt historically once they started um branching off and being the brand that they are now they started sucking in hella many talents you know all the yeah. top indie guys like Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, they started sucking in everybody. And I believe that belt yeah. was just kind of like to, you know, quell that off or whatever, because, you know, you're going to have the next big indie thing to come in and he ain't going to get slingshotted straight to the um, title. So for in the meantime, he can wrestle down here for this North American title. You know, because there's no doubt in my mind that Adam Cole is not going to leave there until you get that um, NXT title. I mean, he's going to get that some shape or fashion. Uh, Ricochet, I don't even really see him as much as needing the NXT title.
3: No, he don't. He don't even need to be there, in my personal opinion. I mean, I don't think Adam Cole needs to be there, neither. I mean, anybody who's familiar with wrestling knows who Adam Cole is. And I mean, the guy is he's so damn over. And he's going to stay But the man's been over for years. You can go into any arena where there's wrestling fans and say Adam Cole. And every motherfucker in there is going to go, baby. Yeah. I see, mean, it's, see, that's, that's that, organic.
0: <laughs> now, this is another thing, too. I'm not totally sold on Adam Cole. So Wow. So now I'm in a small percentage. And I feel like. WWE is in that small percentage as well. They're gonna sign the motherfucker because he has all the internet hype and buzz, and the indies like him. They're gonna sign him off that strength alone, but they m- may see you know flashes of greatness in him. But I don't know if they are willing to go all in on it. You know, because I mean, Did, have you ever watched any of his matches with Kyle O'Reilly? Kyle O'Reilly is another one. I mean, I'm not saying he bad. What? I've I seen it. Oh I seen I seen, seen Kyle O'Reilly live, and I forgot who. I think he was a champion at the time, and he did some good work. But it's just like yeah, he he looked like a little boy to me. <laughs> wow! You know, so you didn't you didn't dig his any of his matches with Shibata? I did, I missed that. See, that's ah. what. See, see, that, that, that's the thing, man. It's just like. I'm missing so much shit, so that's why I have these different opinions. And that's why I like to have people on this show to fill me in on some things, you know, to better edu- yeah. educate myself.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be real with you. I mean, this this will show you, you know, how much invested I am into wrestling, which is, it's, it's, some people will actually say it's weird. But when Kyle O'Reilly won the ROH World title, I cried. That's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Kyle O'Reilly to me is the top guy that should be he's a future world champion in my eyes he should be holding the strap in WWE this guy is the legit real deal and he can you know he, he can legit shoot on a motherfucker and snap your bones
0: in two. No, no. I mean and, you you got a lot of wrestling tears <laughs> <laughs> I think I only had one set of wrestling tears and I spun that shit on the Undertaker I don't have no more <laughs> uh,
3: see that, that you know that's the thing is, is wrestling to me is life and you know, uh, I'm invested into my heroes. I'm invested into to the characters. You know, they're like guys to me, like, I don't know. I, maybe it was because I didn't have a father figure growing up. Yeah. And wrestling was my father figure. But I mean, like, Iron Anderson, baddest motherfucker on two legs to me. I mean, I thought mm. he was the toughest son of a bitch in the world.
0: Best uh, double A spine buster ever. <laughs>
3: Man, and you know the thing is about double A is is I tell everybody all the time, like they'll say like a wrestler had an injury or something, and the biggest um flattery I could display upon a wrestler, a new modern wrestler, is when I say, nah, he's a real badass. He's gonna summon in his inner double A and put some duct tape on that shit and go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. Man, and there's, you know, when I say that, that means, you know, like um, the last person I actually gave that that exoneration to was Luke Harper. That dude they said Luke good. Harper was hurt, mm-hmm. and I said, "Nah, Luke Harper's a real fucking man. He's going to summon his inner double A, put some duct tape on that shit, and he'll be out there tomorrow."
0: Yeah. That that's another guy that's underutilized. We we might have to incorporate another segment into the show to where we talk about the you know the underutilized in professional wrestling yep. or the unsung heroes. Yeah,
3: I can I can see that because Luke Harper he's a throwback. He's a workhorse. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes in that ring and gives it his all. I mean the dude was going out there on Raw and SmackDown as an enhancement talent and still stealing the, the damn show so much that they actually noticed and gave him the IC title. Mm-hmm. I mean. That it says something. I mean, he he's he's something special. I like Luke Harper a lot.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. man. I
3: could talk wrestling all day, brother. <laughs> know, but,
0: but unfortunately, we can't because I got some other shit to do. <laughs> oh, but I mean, hey, man, you you're more than welcome to come back on this show and we can talk about this shit all the time because this is this this is education for me as well. Because I mean, I am a lifelong wrestling fan, but I have been spoiled by WWE. D- WWC, look at me, WWE and uh WCW. So I mean, within f- from Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom nine was my jumping on point to a lot of independent wrestling. You know, New Japan, just like local indies and everything like that. So I mean, I don't have that much experience with a lot of independent talent and whatnot. Yeah, I, I yeah,
3: you know, a lot of people don't. I mean, it just I don't know. It's something I fell into as I got older. Um I really had to credit ECW for opening my eyes to a lot of uh, different things, and uh, WCW actually, because WCW was bringing in guys, you know, in in '93 and '92 that were big names in other places, but I had no idea who they were.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So, you know, I want to know who they was. And um, in the '90s, when IWA Mid South came here, and in rotten brought that hardcore style here, and you know. You know, one last thing before we end this, Um, IWA Mid-South deserves credit for bringing you some of your top guys because CM Punk and AJ Styles were both in IWA Mm Mid-South. You know, wrestling in a barn in Charlestown, Indiana. I mean, these guys, in Rotten bringing in all the top talent before they were top talent. And when M. Rotten brought all these guys here, and he was bringing in Supernova when Nova was shit, and Blue Meanie, and and Madman Pondo, and and Cash Flow, and all these guys, it opened a new world for wrestling fans. And in Rotten deserves credit for bringing to the forefront here in Louisville, Kentucky, the indie scene, and showing us what we were fucking missing. And You're talking, we were 93, 94, 95. We started trading off wrestling videos here. Mm -hmm. And these were VHS videos of indie matches throughout the United States, throughout Mexico, throughout Japan. And it really brought my horizons into what pro wrestling is as a whole and got me invested. And then by the time in 2002, 2003, when I'm seeing these guys on WWE and I'm seeing these guys in TNA and stuff, I was already emotionally invested into these guys in the nineties when they were still teenagers.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, even what you're saying now is kind of how I am. Now with um, I'm finding all these new independent talents and um, just immersing myself in independent wrestling. It's good to hear about uh, like Punishment Martinez getting signed to NXT and uh, Maya yeah. Yim and uh, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle and all those guys that I've heard rumblings about on the Independence and got to see a couple matches of. Now they're starting to make their way up, and you know how you felt about those guys back then is how I feel about these guys now.
3: Yeah, and I mean I love pun- a lot of people. Like uh, my buddy Drew, I was saying about, he can't stand Punishment Martinez. Cannot stand it. Me, I like Punishment Martinez. I think he's a great, great talent. Um, One of my favorite matches was him and Tomohiro Ishii. I was
0: there live. (laughs) I (laughs) I know
3: you was, fucker. (laughs) I I
0: almost watched him kill himself.
3: (laughs) Man, that was a dude. Yeah, I was was actually watching that uh, on fight TV.
0: And like I can like before we wrap it up, I know we've done said that twice already. I seen Punishment Martinez. I, I I never heard of him. I I never seen a match. I, I, I seen him on Twitter. I seen a picture of him, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" That was that was my exact tweet. And somebody was like, "Oh, he's pretty good." So I looked him up. I forgot the match. I forgot who he faced, but it was a damn good match. And that one match alone sold me on motherfucking Punishment Martinez. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he'll ever win the World Heavyweight title or anything like that, but uh, he's definitely something special. And uh, so Keith Lee. I mean, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, something special. I mean, uh Matt Riddle to me, he was the top indie star there was. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, like I said, uh <laughs> he smokes a lot of weed. I'm wondering how he's passing the wellness <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know. That That's something that remains to be seen. Maybe we'll find out something on the next edition of Wrestling is Trash. But for, my, for myself, B-Rob and my guest Anomaly we're going to bid y'all adieu if you want to be a part of the show you can do so by um, tweeting at us at wrestling is tra- oh, now is not wrestling is wrestling be trash i keep forgetting i want to yeah. say the title of the show but is wasn't um short enough to fit in the title for my twitter name because twitter said it was too long so you can follow the show on twitter at wrestling b trash um use the hashtag wit talk that's w-i-t-t-a-l-k to, um, tag us in your um questions that you have for the show. Um because I mean we we have to find out. We want to answer your questions um, like if a frog's ass is watertight. We got we got to find this stuff out. We got to we gotta inquire about these things. Um, also, if you want to be a part of the show, you can email the show, send your mail to mail at wrestlingistrash.com. You can also send in voicemails at 304-825-5762. So um participate in the show. Bring some topics in. If you want to be a guest, hit me up. We can talk professional wrestling all day. Unfortunately, we couldn't do that today because I gotta go see the new Halloween movie as well this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I done sent my
3: daughter out two hours ago to go see that.
0: So <laughs> So uh once again, um Thank you, man, for enlightening me with your professional wrestling knowledge and your presence for today. And man, we'll get you back on here soon and we can do this all over again.
3: Sound like a plan. I enjoyed it greatly. Ladies and gentlemen, goodbye and good night.
1: Bang.